Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come Alright, hello everybody, this is the 21st episode, day 21 of Come Get Some, welcome Six Cultures. Uh, today I have the original voice of Siri, Susan Bennett, we had a great conversation, I look forward to you guys hearing that. But first, as promised, I want to address the 280 pound bull in the room. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Miami Heat player Dwayne Wade, has left for Chicago. Uh, I just want to say uh, my thoughts on this. Uh, he had every right to make the decision that he made. It's his career, his life. It's free agency. Um, what I do have a problem with, what I do take issue with, is the fact that he preached, lived, uh, embodied the whole idea of loyalty in pro sports. And uh, he preached the heat lifer, uh, royalty, uh, sorry, loyalty over royalty, and um, because his feelings were hurt, uh, he figured he had to do what's best for him and his family, and apparently what was best for him and his family was to take his kids out of whatever environment they're in with the friends that they have and take them to Chicago uh, because daddy hurt his feelings. Uh, I, I don't blame Wade um, by himself. I blame the organization as well. I'm disappointed in both sides of this. Um, they're sure there was a way that an amicable resolution could have been made where Wade didn't feel insulted and Miami didn't have to be fleeced for the entire cap space that they had left. Uh, so this is a lesson to us all, uh, that loyalty, in my opinion, and this isn't just sour grapes, it's just what I'm seeing when I'm witnessing, loyalty in pro sports is dead. Um, you can't count Kobe because he fleeced the Lakers for all their cast space money and uh, brought that team down uh, for years. So I wish Wade the best. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Heat fan. I have a Wade jersey. It won't be burning anytime soon. And uh, I wish him the best of luck with the Bulls. It's just uh, uh, I, I feel like he he kind of betrayed the trust of the fans. He thinks the you – know, some people say the reports are he felt he was betrayed by the trust of the team. And, uh, but, you know, the fans are the ones who are loyal here, uh, the ones that don't travel from place to place for the highest dollar and, uh, based on feelings, uh, sure there's the whole Phil Weather fan thing, but for the most part, hardcore true fans are loyal and, uh, it's a disappointing thing. And, uh, so that's, that's my take on Dwayne Wade. I'm going to cut that short because I have one more thing I want to say. Uh, before we get to the conversation with Susan Bennett, um, there was two shootings, uh, two police shootings the last couple of days. Um, the one I'm going to speak about is about Ashton Sterling. Um, I've seen multiple angles, multiple pictures, photos, videos. Um, what I'm seeing is a man that's pinned down by two officers. I don't see any impending threat. He wasn't just killed um, – during altercation with police, he was executed, in my opinion, in my eyes, uh, from everything I know about the incident. And that's how I feel about it until I see or hear otherwise. Um, so uh, that's not okay. And I just wanted to make that clear. 
Uh, that's my view on that situation. In the meantime, on to brighter and happier things. Enjoy the conversation with Susan Bennett, complete with 10 questions at the end. Here we go. All right, folks, my guest today is somebody you've all heard her voice. And if you, whether you own an Apple device or not, you know this voice. Uh, she is more than just the voice of Siri. She is an inspiration to figure, and uh, we'll get into that. Uh, please welcome to the show uh, my favorite guest so far, <laughs> um, Susan Bennett, the voice of Siri. Thank you for coming on the show, um, Susan. Thank you. Um, my goodness, uh, how, how did you start out? Did you have other aspirations in, in your early years? Well, I started off as a musician. I've been playing music since I was about four years old. I, I started playing the piano at four, playing by ear. And I took piano lessons, and gradually I just uh, got into other things. In high school, I got into singing, and in college, I got into my first band. And when I moved to Atlanta, I started to do a lot of um, uh, jingle singing back in the day when they used to hire groups of singers to, to sing um, uh, jingles for commercials. And one day in the studio, the voice actor didn't show up to read the copy for the spot, so they said, Susan, you don't have an accent. Come over here and read this copy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to do it pretty easily. So I thought, hmm, this could be another aspect of my career to develop. So I got a voice coach and then an agent, and I've been doing that work ever since. Well, did, did you actually sing with Roy Orbison? Is that correct? I did. Roy Orbison, I sang with him for two years. I toured, toured the world with him. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. I read that somewhere, and I was like, I have to ask about that. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing experience. Our, my first gig with him was in Bulgaria, televised to 10 million people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Uh, you also, I, I'm looking through this here, and I see a bunch of, you did audio books, or am I looking at a different Susan Bennett? No, that's a different Susan Bennett. I, I hear from many of her fans. I, I don't know if she... I, I don't know why she doesn't have her own website, but um, <laughs> it's a different Susan Bennett. I don't, I don't do any audio books. So clarification, everybody out there, she is not doing the audio books. This is not that Susan Bennett. Right, that is not the right <laughs> Susan Bennett. <laughs> now, what happened was uh, you went into a different company. You did not record Siri for iPhone. You recorded voices for something else, you thought? Right. Uh, back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, um, my my recording started in 2005, actually. I worked for a company. Actually, I still work for this company, doing phone uh, messaging, that sort of thing. And they were working in um, liaison with a text-to-speech company, which eventually became Nuance. And they were doing some new types of recording. And I've talked to uh, several of the other original series worldwide, and none of us at the time really understood exactly what we were doing. So the fact that our voices that we had recorded for IVR, the fact that it ended up being Siri, uh, was, was a big surprise to all of us. Um, text-to-speech work is very, very tedious. We read hundreds of sentences and phrases that were created mostly for sound. They were trying to get all of the sound combinations in the language. So it's very, very tedious, many hours a day, five days a week. And after the recordings are done, technicians and computers go in and extract sounds, reform them into new phrases and sentences. And these are what ended up iPhone and, and other, you know, uh, devices. So that process is called concatenation. And the thing that made the original Siri iconic is 
she was the first concatenated voice to sound human and that you could interact with. Wow. So when you were doing this, you thought you were doing something for like an airline or a phone service. You had no idea you were doing. You were going to be answering as a personal assistant. Uh, exactly. This, this we series. thought it was just you know more phone messaging type of stuff. And uh, so yeah, it was a it was very much a surprise. Is all phone messaging uh, using that technique you mentioned? The, uh, I don't want to say it wrong. The contentin. The Concatenation. Concatenation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so, no, so to not, you. No, not all messaging is concatenation. Um, they still do hire uh, humans to do that work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how much longer that will be <laughs> will be happening. Okay, so it was very strange. You you had no idea. You, you just thought you were doing something else. Right. Well, we thought we were doing phone messaging, and I guess technically you can say that Siri is part of a phone. <laughs> right. But uh, we didn't expect to become a persona we were going to become Siri. And in fact, Apple actually came in after the fact. They got our voices from the text-to-speech company, so they didn't buy the voices from us directly. Now, do you feel violated when that happens, sort of? I feel like I would leave a yes, bad taste yeah, in my mouth. Yeah, we all were pretty disappointed in the fact that Apple couldn't throw, you know, some money our way. And, uh, you know, and our voices were used uh, on broadcast television and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was a, it was a little something to deal with. It was, you know, it's kind of a you know, like most things in life, it had a very positive side and a negative side as well. It was very, very positive. I was incredibly flattered that my voice had been chosen. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, Apple didn't uh, work directly with us. So that was a disappointment. Right, but it's not that unusual for a big company to buy from a smaller company making the recordings. Is that is that correct? Right. Well, you know, I think it's just uh, corporate behavior that they're going to go, you know, they're going to, Everything is bottom line these days, you know, and so that's that's just the way it is. <laughs> right. So when when you did that, you're upset, but you've come back and done more recordings since then with Apple. Is that correct? Uh, I did some updates in 2011 and 12, and I uh, kicked up my hourly rate once I knew I was Siri. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and the thing is, you know, as I say, it's it's not negative and it's turned out to be a very positive thing because sure. after I, you know, really accepted the fact that I was the voice of Siri, that I was this persona, um, you know, I started to do some different types of things with my career. So it's been it's been really interesting. Um, I think a lot of the lesson to be learned from me personally is just, you know, you've got to accept certain things that you can't change. <laughs> and once you right. accept them and try to put them under a positive light, uh, then you know, then some beautiful things can happen, and that's exactly what happened uh, to me. So, I I don't regret it. You know, it was certainly a uh, a life lesson. Well, well, I can tell you, uh, I watched your video. If you, if you go to Susan Bennett's website, what's your website, Susan? It's susancbennett.com, and Bennett is B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Absolutely. On the front page, there is a video of your uh, was it Talking Ted? Is it called? It's the TED Talk, yeah. TED Talk, TED Talk, and you do the accidentally uh -huh. famous, and it's just like 13-minute video, and it really says everything. I, I've never seen so much covered in such a short period of time. It was very inspired. <laughs> well, that, that was that was a challenging thing about doing a TED Talk. It had to be under 15 minutes, and uh, yeah, there was a lot there was a lot to cover. <laughs> well, you, you did a very good job of that, and one of the things you covered was how hard it was, how difficult it was to come forward because. Uh, a lot of people who do voice acting, they're doing it because it's sort of a, 
it helps their their introverted ways. It helps them not have to come out and be public and and well, speak. Well, not all of us are introverted, but um, you know, I certainly am more of an introvert than an extrovert. And so, and you know, and I was brought up. You know, I'm of an age that I was brought up totally differently. I mean, the the culture that we're living in today, the selfie culture, is the complete opposite of the way I was raised. You know, I was raised by people who lived through a major depression and two world wars. So, so their whole attitude towards life was different. Their attitude was caution and reserve and modesty, humility, and and, and that's right. not the way our culture is now. So, um, it's still a lesson for me. It's still something that I have to deal with on a regular basis. So, um, yeah. Yeah, even I grew up with that a little bit of uh, it's nobody else's business, anything you're doing. And now it's exactly. more, right. now it's right. more, yeah, I do this. <laughs> it's, it's a very, uh, very face forward, front of the line. I'm, I'm here, ready to go. I saw a UFO. <laughs> you know, things that you normally wouldn't say in front of people. Right. Um, and when you came forward, was one of the place, first places you went uh, CNN? Yes, the very first interview was for CNN.com with a woman named Jessica Rabbits, and she, um, it, it's kind of a long story with her, but when I, you know, I finally decided to reveal myself, I, I got in touch with her because I had done another interview with her about something else, and uh, she'd been a very straightforward and honest person, and I thought, well, I can trust her with this story, and it was for um, the uh, CNN uh, program called uh, the Red Chair Interviews. And so it was very modest and very, you know, supposed to be just a little homey interview. And then CNN said, well, wait a minute. She's the original voice of Siri. This is kind of a big story. Let's, let's you know, broaden this. And they wanted me to uh, go on their morning show. But before they could do that, they wanted to prove that I was yeah. the voice. So I had them talking to all these different people who knew that I was the voice. And they said, well, that's still not any proof. So they had a forensic audiologist check out my voice. And he he checked, you know, he compared my voice recordings with the iPhone, and he said, "Yep, it's her, 100 percent." So well, they really had to prove it. Like, like you had to prove yourself because people didn't believe you. Well, you know, in our culture, you can't really believe what you see. So much of it is made up, and so much of it is covered up. And you know, uh, so they they wanted to make sure that it was it was the truth before they went out on national television and proclaimed it. You know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, definitely, especially since it's kind of, they call themselves um, the most trustworthy news network, I believe. They they want to make sure they're giving you the right story. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. there's so many voice actors out there that can mimic other voices. Of course it's possible that someone came for it. I mean, what, and they're probably wondering in the back of their head, why didn't we know this years ago? So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's it's pretty, all a mystery. <laughs> that's pretty good stuff there. Uh, uh, when you went public speaking, because you've, you've moved on, from, from from talking Ted, you've done a bunch of public speaking. Do you enjoy that? Because you're you're inspiring people. I do. Uh, it's really fun. It's not something I ever expected to do. Uh, but uh, as I say, there are some really interesting things that that came as a result of of, of my being selected as the original voice of Siri. And so, uh, yeah, I'm very grateful to that because suddenly I have something new and different to do, and it's uh, it's great. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you're still doing that, right? You're like traveling oh, yeah. around? Mm-hmm. Now, I'll say, because you said some things, and you attribute some of it to your ex-husband, um, uh, the, the do what you fear, uh, I thought, stood out. What, what I think is great about your public speaking and the message that you give is, is very similar. So I'm somebody who hasn't succeeded yet, and I'm actually 42. 
and I'm start I'm just starting to get confidence up to try to start working on maybe doing a demo soon. Uh, so so I haven't even done that yet, but even not succeeding yet, I came to the realization. And on my first podcast, I, you know, 20 podcasts ago, I said similar things that you were saying when you're talking TED, which is you don't know what you're going to accomplish unless you give yourself that opportunity. And I think that's a valuable message. Well, also you have to keep on the lookout because sometimes we'll just sometimes things will present themselves to you. And, you know, if you, you, know may, you may question them and say, well, I don't think I want to do that. But, you know, it may lead you to the thing that you, that you really need to be doing. Uh, I think that you guys at your age and, and people younger have a tougher time than, than, than I did, uh, people of my generation, because we had kind of a prescribed, you know, path. You know, you went to high school, then you went to college, then you got married and or got a, a, a job. And nowadays there are so many options, and college is so expensive. A lot of many, a lot yeah. of people don't feel that they can afford to go. And so, you know, sometimes having so many options makes life a, a lot more difficult. Uh, you know, I I have a son who's you know uh, not too much younger than you, and uh, you know I think he he runs into the same thing, and. Uh, the thing is that I guess you just have to be open to experiences, try not to, to cut yourself off from things that present themselves. And also, there's also the question of sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to make money and, and take care of yourself. Um, so, you know, and the thing is that also in this um, selfie culture and this ADD culture, we all expect everything to happen instantaneously. And most things, uh, especially things that are worthwhile, do take time. You know, yeah. the voiceover thing, so many people are trying to get into voiceover. It's just been so oversaturated with people. And it's because they, they think, oh, I'm going to get this fabulous commercial. I'm going to make $100,000. Well, you know, that's, you've got as bottom a, a chance of that as winning the lottery. You know, I mean, basically, if you want to be a voice actor, you have to commit yourself. Like right. any other thing that you're planning to do, it's, you have to learn skills. You have to prepare yourself. You know, in this age where we can appear to be something else, but you have to actually show up and, and have the goods. You know, you could have this gorgeous headshot that's been photoshopped to death, <laughs> and then, you know, someone chooses, oh, I want to see that person, and then you show up and they look at you and they look at the headshot and go, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so you have to have some honesty and integrity, and you have to be prepared. You have to have the skills. You know, for voiceover, you have to be able to read and read well and read articulately, mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, if you have this, this great flashy demo that somebody put together for you and someone chooses you based on your demo, you have to be able to show up in the studio and come up with the goods. Yes, you have to be able to read that, that spot in under 60 seconds or under 30 seconds or under 15 seconds, and you have to have these skills. So it's not enough just to have a good voice or a cool voice or a quirky voice. You know, you <laughs> have to have the skills. So if you're planning to get into voiceover, you're going to be way ahead of the game if you learn your craft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, there, there's a couple different ways of looking at it. Because I can see that um, a lot of people think it's glamorous, and it turns out to be a lot of work. Um, oh, yeah. The, the other part of it is I think if you are in it for the right reasons, uh, like you say, if, if you're dedicated, if you're going to apply yourself and make it your life, essentially you have to if that's your going to be your career uh, and, and most importantly to me is why you're doing it. If you're just doing it because you don't want to do other work because you're lazy, 
or if you're just doing it uh, because you want fame, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're doing it because you love the way it makes other people react, that's different. Well, I think if you're doing it expecting to get some sort of big windfall payoff, um, you know, you, you're really just, you know, deluding yourself. And I found that basically anything that you do thinking that you're going to just get this giant pot of gold doesn't usually pan out. I mean, right. the odd person it will happen for, but, uh, you know, as a game plan for your life, it's, it's not really something to count on. Um, of course, sometimes you, you have to do some things for money because you have to be able to buy food and pay rent and all that kind of thing. You have to make money in order to, to live. But if you're getting into voiceover to make money, um, <laughs> I would have to say that's, that's probably not the right plan. At least not starting out for sure. I mean, right. there's a big piece of historical documentation you can find called the Honeymooners uh, where they're trying to do that whole big windfall thing and it never works out. Uh, the um, what what I do here? Um, oh, I want to ask you. I'm sorry, uh, Susan. Uh, do you have any hopes or, or, or goals now? Uh, um, I'm sure it's always good to stay hungry and always have something you want coming up next. What, what do you think you might be doing or you want to be doing? Well, I'm still. Uh, I would still love to break into some sort of animation. That's something I haven't done a whole lot of, and I think it would be really, really fun. But I know that there's a group of folks in L.A. that pretty much have all of that sewn up because they are so good and so talented and so versatile. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's a tough nut to crack, I think. But um, I also just want to keep improving my, my presentations. I'm getting ready to um, learn how to do uh, PowerPoint, and I, and I know that for some people – that's like, what? She's learning PowerPoint. Well, let me just say, one of life's little ironies is that the original voice of Siri is a complete and utter non-techie. <laughs> I am strictly <laughs> verbal, folks, strictly verbal. So this is going to be uh, a challenge for me to, to, uh, to learn PowerPoint and, uh, and, and figure out um, a different way to do my presentation. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It will stimulate the old gray matter, know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and, and I'm glad that you're enjoying <laughs> that. That's perfect. Um, what I do here, because I know, I know you're running short on time, so what I usually do with all my celebrity guests and all my guests is something called 10 Questions Think Fast. It doesn't really usually okay. move very fast. But okay. it's 10 questions randomly selected. Usually it's some goofy stuff, but some thought-provoking stuff. It's a mix. Okay. Today, uh, for you, it's a special for first-time-ever uh, Siri-themed uh, 10 Questions, if you're, right. with your permission. Okay, so question number one, if not Siri or any other voice acting, what would you be doing? Singing. Sounds natural, absolutely. Uh, number two, Siri's answer to the question, have you ever fallen in love, can often be answered with, no, but I fell off a desk once. Have you ever fallen off a desk, and if so, should I even inquire any farther as to why you were on it? Actually, I fell in love at the same time that I fell off a desk. That is a perfect answer. <laughs> Number three, the Expendables are the collection of the greatest action heroes. Writer-director Harrison Smith is making Death House, which is a collection of the greatest horror icons. What do you think of a movie featuring the greatest robot AI voices like Hal, Kit, GLaDOS, Siri, etc.? Absolutely. That would be and, awesome. Uh, be careful because Siri will lead you into the ocean. <laughs> we need to start working on that script. Uh, <laughs> number four, um, 
I heard a rumor that Siri could totally kick Cortana's butt. Is that correct? Oh, yes, and she's already done it. She's already kicked Alexa as well. And Alexa, there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, true or false? Number uh, five, true or false? You really get tired of talking about Siri sometimes. Not really. Okay. Not really. People are fascinated by it, and so I'm I'm happy to talk about Siri. Well, that's great because what I did just in case I gave I had alternate questions the rest of the way. I was looking out for. Oh, it. okay. <laughs> um, number six. Don't you wish sometimes? Excuse me. Don't you wish sometimes Siri gave you an audible answer rather than here's a list? I think sometimes it's best that Siri doesn't give you an audible answer. <laughs> she can be kind of snarky. <laughs> well, that takes me to number seven. Who's sassier, right. Siri or Susan? I think that would be quite um, a contest. It'd be quite the contest. All right. Yeah. All right. And when asked the meaning of life, Siri often answers forty-two, which is a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, or let me write a very long play in which nothing happens. What's Susan Bennett's take on the question of the meaning of life? Boy, I think it's more than one thing, but I think a lot of it has to do with personal attitude towards other people. And I think especially in this this very, very difficult time that we seem to be living in where people have just, you know, aligned themselves with different groups and, you know, and, and are against other groups, uh, I think that it's important to be kind and be a good person, be honest, uh, have integrity, um, do your best, all of that. Those all great answers. I love it. Um, I believe we're at number nine. Who are you a fan of in voice? You know, I get that question a lot, and I don't really have a specific person. I, I hear a lot of different voices and just go, oh, wow, that's a great voice. And, you know, many times I don't know who who it is. You know, it's, it's someone on a commercial or something. So it's really hard. Of course, like the rest of the world, I think Morgan Freeman is just wonderful. It's such a distinctive voice, and, and it's such a, a calming and intelligent-sounding voice. He's fabulous. Um, there there are so many, and I'm really sorry. I just can't, I pin, I can't really pinpoint exactly one. No, I like the Morgan Freeman answer. He can pretty much read anything, and everybody will yep. love it. <laughs> it's Absolutely. very true. And number 10, what do you think of the host of Come Get Some? What do you think of me? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that's too personal a question. <laughs> Who, you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It, it, it's um, You're one of my shorter interviews, but you're my favorite interview and my best guest. So thank you so much for being on my show. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it, and uh, we've actually got five minutes if you've got a couple more questions. <laughs> well, let's see, because I, 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 uh, the minute you told me you had 30 minutes, I trimmed it down, so now I have to mentally put myself back out there. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, get that brain working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I can ad-lib something into here, right? Um, what, what, is, what do you think is the um, best answer series ever given to a question? Do you have an answer for that? Well, I don't know because I don't, you know, I really am not privy to all the answers. That, and, and to tell you the truth, shh, don't tell anyone, but I don't really talk that much to Siri. Um, for some reason, and I can't explain it, I think maybe it's just having done so many decades of voice work, I don't really do a lot of interactive voice 
you know, I don't participate that much. I don't listen to audio books. I don't listen to talk radio, that kind of thing. Uh, if, I ha- if I'm listening to anything, it's always music. Okay. So, yeah, so I don't have an answer for that. Does it weird you out anyway a little bit talking to Siri? Well, it did when it was my voice. They changed all the voices with the OS7 system. Um, and I've talked to other original Siri voices, and we believe the reason they did it is because Apple is really big on secrecy. And because we didn't have non-disclosure agreements with Apple when they used our voice, voices, uh, for you know, starting with the four, uh, Apple iPhone uh, 4S, uh, they just used our voices, and so we were able to promote ourselves. They wanted the voice to remain anonymous, so they changed all the voices, beginning with the iPhone 5S, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so if you have an iPhone 6, it's no longer my voice. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. So they didn't like and you guys coming forward. I'm sorry? They didn't like when you guys came forward. Yeah, they didn't want us promoting ourselves, uh, basically. Uh, they wanted it to be, and I can understand why. They they want the voice to be anonymous so their customers could, you know, picture whatever person, you know, they wanted Siri to be. And uh-huh. so when, when we came out and said, oh, well, that's, our voice, you know, uh, our voices, um, uh, they didn't like that. So they went about hiring some other people and did put them under non-disclosure agreements. I mean, that we're guessing on that. And, uh, you know, uh, Apple really has not stated anything. They really, As far as I know, they haven't really come out and said anything about Siri. The only acknowledgement I ever got was from Steve Wozniak. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, the co-creator of uh, Mac, yes. right, Apple? Yes, yes, and he was the... You know Steve Jobs' partner. He doesn't get the the publicity or the or, you know the uh, people don't know him as well. Right. Uh, but he was the actual genius that built the first computer. So you know he's uh, he's a he's he's a, an amazing man and he's also a very sweet uh, person and very helpful to you know people to young people trying to get into the business. He's he's very involved with education. He and his wife both. And uh, so he acknowledged me at a tech conference. So that that was good enough for me. Yeah, he seems like a people person from what I've seen. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I, I'm so glad you came on my show. Thank you so much. It was a joy well, talking thank you. to I you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a joy talking to you. You call, you you answered my emails, and, and I really uh, I wasn't sure what would happen. And right along that same whole um, accidentally famous theme, you know, you don't know until you ask. And, uh, That's right. And I'm so grateful. You are awesome. And I well, wish you the best. You. Thank you so much. The same to you. All right. You take care, Susan. Okay. Bye, Chris. Bye. All right. Literally no time left. She was great. Thank you, Susan. It's TED Talk. (laughs) That about sums it up. I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Come on. 